Welcome to Embedded Edge with Knitting, a podcast that brings to life the stories behind today's embedded systems, technologies, and products. It's the show where you'll hear from both engineers and executives on some of the most topical news and most pressing challenges in the world of embedded system design. Here's your host, Editor-in-Chief of Embedded.com, Nitin Dahad. Hello. I'm Nitin Dahad, and welcome to this edition of Embedded Edge with Nitin, our special DAC 2020 preview show. This year, we were all set to be attending the 57th Design Automation Conference, or DAC, at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. But then, as many of us were forced into lockdown, the DAC Executive Committee had no choice but to make this year's conference a virtual experience. Having attended several virtual conferences since March of this year, I have to say my experience has been mixed. While the format offers an opportunity to hear the latest and greatest tech papers and talks from the comfort of my desk, I certainly miss the networking and the serendipitous conversations on the show floor, which certainly enrich the experience. Nevertheless, while over 6,000 attendees normally attend the live conference, This is a great opportunity for exposure to the rich technical papers and sessions for those who weren't able to travel before or are unlikely to travel to conferences as a regular part of their job. In order to give you a taste of what to expect this year, we talked to the conference chairs for the various tracks to get a taste of what's coming up and present some of the highlights. You'll hear from Harry Foster, the 2020 DAC Vice Chair and Mentor, and he also happens to be the DAC 2021 General Chair. Then we speak to Renu Mera, the Designer and IP Track Chair. And finally, to Rob Oshana, Chair for the Embedded Track. They will touch on some of the key points they've observed from their respective perspectives, especially around trends such as uh, AI and ML, which are becoming more pervasive through the whole conference. They'll also highlight some of the advances they've seen in automotive, in 5G, voice interfaces and edge processing, plus the emergence of RISC-V. So we head straight into this year's Vice Chair for DAC, Harry Foster. I'm here with Harry Foster, Vice Chair of the DAC conference. Hello, Harry. Hello. So um, tell me, um, we now, this year, we have a online uh, or virtual DAC 2020. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how that came about, um, obviously because of COVID-19? Um, have you fared in putting the program together? Well, <laughs> so it's it's been uh, actually an amazing learning experience, but we, we decided early on uh, to adopt a philosophy of, uh, rather than trying to recreate a physical experience of a live conference, which obviously is something you can't do uh, virtually, we decided to focus on achieving DAC's goals uh, within a virtual environment, such Mm -hmm. as uh, providing a space for, uh, you know, leading research from from academics, uh, uh, providing uh, even a, a place where uh, industry could showcase their latest tools and products, uh, various educational forums, and, and even try to have some fun in, in uh, virtual networking as much as okay. we could do. Okay. So um, I, I think uh, the trend over the years, I think you were telling me, uh, is it sort of DAC has gone from you know, chips to systems. And, and I look at the program and some of the keynotes, and we've got everything from you know, sort of 
uh, wafer scale supercomputing and deep learning to uh, 6G and RISC-V. Um, tell me, what, what are you seeing in the trends, maybe you know, illustrating that through some, some of the sort of papers you think might be uh, worth highlighting or just you know, generally? Well, in, in general, this was a remarkable year. And in, in, in fact, I think it's indicative of a, a vibrant industry in terms of research. Um, we saw a 21% increase in submitted papers. Uh, last year, we had 815. This year, we had 984. Um, we ended up having to grow the committee uh, that reviewed the papers to over 300 researchers and accepted 228 papers. But the, but the key point here was that, that uh, uh, again, there's so much research that's going on in our industry. It's, it's just uh, a, a really an exciting time to be around. Okay, I, I mean, yes. So is there, a, uh, tell me about sort of two or three of the key trends in this year's papers. Are there any sort of key breakthroughs that you see? Well, there, there certainly is continual growth and interest in AI and ML hardware architecture papers. Um, this has been uh, just mind-boggling growth. Uh, we had an 86% increase over last year. Uh, in fact, if you went back to 2018, uh, two, uh, 2018, we had like 56 papers in that area, grew to 92 last year, 194 this year, just unbelievable. But I think that that actually aligns with what we're seeing in the industry. Um, you know, it's, it's projected that the um, AI semiconductor total market uh, is going to grow about five times the rate of the non-AI semiconductor market over the next couple of years. Um, and, and we've been hearing that from many different analysts. So that's reflected in that. So AI is certainly uh, one aspect. Uh, the other uh, really hot topic, again, is security, as, as, as this has been for the past couple of years. Uh, we have a, a lot of papers in that area. We have uh, uh, some focused um, panels in that area. And it's, it's again, uh, another really exciting area. Um, also, over the past couple of years, we've seen increase in submissions in embedded systems. Uh, we have both focus embedded systems in terms of industry perspective. We have what we call the designer IP in embedded track. And these are industry focus uh, talks as well as research talks. And there's, there's been growth in all of that. So right. those are some uh, exciting areas. And we'll be covering that in another interview. But um, the, the other thing that I think um, you were talking about is uh, risk five and then uh, just one other, I mean, you said there's there's been quite a, um, I think 25% of projects incorporating RISC-V into their design now, and, and that's been reflected in, in some of the papers here. Yes, in fact, um, that 25% it represents projects that are uh, incorporating RISC-V into the project. It doesn't necessarily represent silicon volume, uh, mm. but nonetheless, there's a tremendous amount of interest. Uh, we do have one of our keynotes is the CEO from RISC-V Foundation, and mm. we do have uh, uh, a number of talks that are lined up in the RISC-V Pavilion this year. So that that is certainly uh, another area of growth. Okay, I mean, it's not just RISC-V because I, I, I mean, there are all existing architectures as well, and yeah, we've got Things from ARM and others as well, haven't you? Oh yes, uh, definitely. Uh, one of our um, Sky talks, one of our uh, short key talks, is is from ARM. 
Um, uh, but th there's many different type of architectures being explored, and particularly as, as I was talking about the the uh, uh, non-traditional compute architectures, uh, s such as the AI architectures. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's um, uh, growth in all those, and in fact, there's growth in adoption uh, uh, of, of these various architectures. Kind of a a combination of of, of, of architectures that are occurring, uh, which is interesting at the moment. Uh, another interesting area is is five G. Uh, there's a number of talks, industry talks, in that. And one of our keynotes is going to actually talk about six G. Uh, mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's you know we're <laughs> we're all scrambling to figure out what five G is, and here we are already talking about six G. So that should be an exciting uh, keynote too. Interesting, and um, just on, a, on another sort of area uh, which uh, is sort of coming quite a lot is uh, cloud-based EDA uh, design, and then also there's another talk on open source driving EDA innovation. Um, does that link together and tell me what you're seeing in that area? Well, there's, uh, there, in, in fact, the open source has kind of grown about uh, out at the same time of RISC V, which has been interesting. There's been um, in parallel, and, and there's a lot of crossover in, in, in those two growth areas. Um, we do have, uh, yeah, we do certainly have some uh, talks in open source. We also have um, an interesting technical talk uh, from Serge Leaf, it's going to be talking about uh, what's going on in DARPA, um, mm. and, and, and a number of this is related to uh, some open source uh, type technologies. Um, so what else? Oh, some other interesting areas I think is is related to in memory computing that's mm. that's starting to occur. A lot that's of uh, yeah, a lot of uh, in fact, this is kind of a controversial area. There's there's one camp that believes that. Um, this is not going to pan out, and there's another camp that believes this is going to be the greatest thing, and particularly important related to machine learning and um, you know all these different type of emerging uh, memory technologies become important in that area. Mm. Um, but 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 to your point uh, uh, about the cloud, um, it's not only just cloud computing uh, in the sense of uh, what's going on there in terms of research, but it also expands from edge to cloud what's required to actually pull that off. Certainly, uh, uh, where do you start moving neural networks uh, to, for the most optimal type of uh, processing to occur from edge to cloud? So there's, there's, uh, we have some invited talks in that area, uh, special sessions from researchers in that area, which is exciting too. Great. Now, it's um, uh, been great talking to you, but um, tell me as, as a sort of... Um, uh, takeaway for our listeners on embedded.com. Can you tell us uh, what you uh, what's the key message for, from DAC? So the key message from DAC this year is that uh, we are expanding in all areas. Uh, embedded is certainly one of the key areas. In fact, uh, particularly related to autonomous systems, uh, and and there's a number of embedded talks in that area. Um, so, uh, you know, I would encourage people, it's, it's a great deal. We've put together an exciting program, and uh, uh, it's one I would encourage everybody to check out and participate in. Great. Well, we'll be talking to your colleagues uh, later on the show. So, um, Harry, thank you very much. Thank you. Next, we talk to Renu Mera, Program Chair for the Design and IP Track. 
which also includes a new session showcasing new chip designs. I'm here with uh, Renu Mera, uh, who's the DAC program chair for the design and IP track. Hello, Renu. Hello, Nathan. Actually, yeah, DAC 2020, uh, uh, it's going to be all online. Uh, tell me, what are you seeing in, in the sort of designer IP uh, track and what are the trends? Maybe highlight some of the sort of topics. Yeah, so the and in the, on the designer IP, IP track, where we had very encouraging encouraging set of submissions this year. So the way that the designer IP track is uh, is organized, it has really three parts. One is our regular submissions we are getting from the designer community, really from the industry. Second is organized special sessions and 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 also panels. So on the uh, let's talk about the regular submissions we got from the industry. This year, we saw um, a very nice uh, increase in submissions uh, over last year, for example, in, and almost reaching one of the uh, all-time highs for DAC, for Designer Track. Is, um, we had 10% increase in, since last year. And we're seeing very, um, uh, one, of the, one of the areas we are seeing in, is in traditional CAD, traditional backend, CAD, we saw an uptick in papers on machine learning on the machine learning side, covering both design flows and also um, um, and also um, how to use machine learning and, and use of machine learning techniques inside EDA tools. So that will be really an uh, interesting part in this uh, in in this conference. Um, other areas uh, that we are seeing on the front end side, we are seeing a lot of in, lot, an uptick on the security and uh, sec, uh, sec, security and safety um, safety papers. Also in in high level systems, in modeling uh, and soft, uh, model based systems and software. And meanwhile, our traditional traditional um, areas of verification from. from um, test validation, emulation, simulation are also also came out pretty strong. Um, on the IP side, um, also um, I, um, verification validation is pretty strong this year. So that that uh, and and there's a lot of I, I communications. Communication IP is another another topic that is that is showing okay. on the IP track. One of the areas I think uh, uh, I mean. Look at a Tesla, it's an embedded system on wheels. I think you, automotive is a big area. So tell me what, you, what are you seeing in terms of trends and what's, what's uh, also surprised you? Yeah, so for automotive, we, are, we, are, we, are, uh, we have a special session coming in, really looking at the overall, um, overall system. And as you said, being in an embedded system on wheels. And uh, in, this, in this context, Safety and security become very, very important, um, especially in the automotive session. And so we will have a special session which will focus on front end all the way front end to back. We will look at automotive st standards and how safe and secure systems are built and inside out approach. And we will look at, uh, look at different mechanisms for protection uh, inside the chip and also external to the chip. And, uh, and also look at hardware security validation and what are the EDA technologies and that, are, that are enabling this whole process. So that will be uh, a very interesting session. Um, okay. okay. And um, 
you talked about new sessions on chip, uh, new chip designs. Um, that sounds exciting. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm very excited about the new session we have we have planned on uh, on um, chip design on chip design. Uh, this time we thought it would be a good idea to try to try to look at there are so many new chips coming up because of uh, especially uh, uh, with new applications in AI. Uh, we approached um, approached uh, uh, various design companies to talk about what are the challenges they are uh, facing and what are the opportunities in this new decade. So we have uh, we have um, speakers from Xilinx, Intel, and and Lattice uh, talking about the latest um, uh, challenges they're facing in the era of um, era of AI AI chips. That's going to be a very interesting. And, and does that also go into the? Uh, I mean, are you looking at any OEMs as well, or is that mostly the chip uh, chip and EDA companies? I think it's mostly focusing on the chip com chip chip com companies with, um, and also also FPGAs. So um, yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, the, the the front end. Um, you wanted to tell me what's going on in that area. Yeah, so on front end we have interesting session on system level design, which is transcending our transcending uh, RTL at uh, higher level. That that promises to be uh, be a very very interesting session as we see how uh, as we scale uh, under the forces of more Moore's law as we scale more and more it's definitely imperative that we move higher uh, higher levels of design so that session on transcending rtl will promises to be uh, very good and will be very interesting and we have a we have more uh, in the front end also we have a lot of F focus on on um, verification one on specifically focused on deadlocks, and uh, uh, yeah, that that would that would that would be very that would be very interesting. And another one, uh, another one focusing focusing on on the on the advances, recent advances we've seen in in both verification and validation on symbol in in some symbolic uh, QED and QED. So I think this uh, that those um, traditional areas are also going to have a lot of. Uh, um, lot of interest. Uh, also in the front end and design flows, we will have a, a machine learning session, which will look at how do you tweak your design flows with, with machine learning. That's a new special session that will be also uh, interesting. It actually wow. matches, matches the interest we are getting, submissions we got on the regular side, uh, regular paper side on this topic. Wow, so I think it, it really does sound like a, a AI and ML is is going to be big this year yes okay for sure renu thank you very much thank you nathan thank you for having me and now let's switch to what's going on in embedded with the embedded track chair rob oshana so i'm here with rob oshana uh, who uh, is uh, the embedded uh, track chair for DAC 2020. Hello, Rob. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. So um, we've talked a lot of, uh, about uh, some, some areas which have been uh, trending in um, in this year's DAC in terms of machine learning and AI and uh, RISC-V and some of the other platforms. Can you tell me what you're seeing uh, beyond that in um, in the embedded track in terms of uh, what you've seen in papers this year? 
Okay, so so first of all, um, certainly some of the common themes in DAC are finding their way into the embedded space as well, like machine learning as it migrates from cloud to the edge, that continues to be popular. And, and even RISC-V technology, both hardware and software, uh, down into the embedded spaces with 32-bit, you know, always going to be popular. Uh, but there's a couple other areas that uh, I'm excited about that are getting a lot of interest. Uh, one is in um, wireless connectivity uh, with 5G, especially mm -hmm. for embedded in the edge space. Uh, that's becoming very exciting and growing quickly. And also uh, audio and voice processing for embedded and also at the edge. Both of these, uh, we're seeing a lot of interest uh, in, in these technologies that as they continue to get more popular uh, across a wide swath of embedded uh, markets. So those are two that are becoming more popular in DAC this year. Okay, I mean, uh, we, we have seen a lot, I think you, you talked um, about um, uh, the alexifying of everything, for example, uh, to, for want of a better verb. Uh, so yeah. audio and voice, voice processing. Can you maybe highlight some examples in that area, plus also, you know, the 5G, you know, sort of some of the breakthroughs or some of the things you've seen? Yeah, so, so for example, on, on audio and voice, uh, so certainly a lot of the market analysis has shown that voice, the voice interface is becoming almost mandatory for many consumer audio products. Uh, but one of the things, uh, and, and that involves the voice interface technology, as mm. well as the, the, the quality and the user experience. And, and one thing we're seeing is that uh, although it's becoming very popular, this technology, the, the, the user experience sometimes suffers because of poor quality and things like that. So what we're going to focus in DAC this year on some excellent talks about the voice user interface technology and then how you can achieve the right levels of quality and user experience with that technology, which is very important, obviously, uh, for consumer. And then we'll talk about um, some more advanced technology coming down the road in voice innovation in areas like talker identification, uh, multimodal and friction-free interface and privacy. So uh, kind of a, here's where we are today, here's, here's how we can improve it, and here's where we're going in uh, audio and voice technology. And then in, in 5G, uh, kind of a similar thing, where uh, one of the interesting trends in 5G is a movement from closed to open. So we're going from something like CRAN to ORAN, open uh, mm. 5G networks. So there's a there, and there's a, this chasm that's growing between the needs of 5G networks and also the desire for what's called these white box solutions. And so we're mm. going to have an excellent talk on that specific topic. How do you maintain that openness with technologies like ORAN? Uh, and still achieve the right levels of quality, performance, yes. and even differentiation in a 5G network. So, and then we'll also talk a little bit about um, how do you actually enable a software-defined radio uh, for 5G, the, the, the architecture of a 5G modem, and how you can scale both hardware and software systems based on 5G technologies. So, uh, so again, some excellent talks. This is a growing area, um, but it's it's already very quickly finding its way into embedded in the edge technologies, even, right. even into industrial 4.0. So, so those are a couple areas that I'm really excited about for this year's DAC. Yeah, I, th I think um, that whole connectivity thing plays into so much on the embedded space anyway. And uh, what about uh, 
what 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 surprised you this year? What surprised me this year? Well, so, so certainly um, the, the the continued innovation in machine learning in the embedded space. So, uh, you know, embedded obviously with resource constrained devices and memory and processing power. There's just a lot of innovation uh, in inferencing for uh, these uh, resource constrained embedded devices, uh, even in the open source community. Uh, there's a lot of open source technologies being developed, open source. Uh, machine learning frameworks, but there's a lot of additional work going on to to drive that into the end, the end node, into the embedded uh, controller. Uh, with, with that's uh, you know could be a, a, a small embedded microcontroller. So mm. that innovation uh, is is going very quickly, faster than I would have expected. I think people are realizing that the edge and the end node are the next kind of areas that need to be conquered with the whole machine learning. You know, it started in the cloud, but now rapidly deploying that down. So that, that's going very quickly. Um, the other thing that quite frankly surprised me from even just a year ago is just how quickly uh, RISC-V technology is being deployed right. across the industry into embedded mm -hmm. spaces. It's really very, very low cost um, microcontrollers now based on this technology and the innovation around it with the instruction extensions. That's becoming, oh yeah, it surprised me only in the sense of how quickly it's moving. Uh, so those are a couple of things that have surprised me a little bit. And then again, the 5G has moved actually quicker than I thought. There was a lot of questions as to whether 5G would really be needed or take off mm -hmm. as quickly. But what we're mm -hmm. seeing is that it indeed is moving very quickly. I think that's also accelerated by everything that's going on at the moment. And, you know, I think... Um, that's a, yeah. By the way, on that point, that's a great point. And, and one of the things we're seeing in our networking oriented uh, businesses is that uh, it, it's actually growing much faster than expected because of that very kind of uh, pandemic we're involved in. It's causing that, that technology to grow. So hopefully it'll continue. Yes. And uh, I think uh, we're going to see more of that to come in the next 12 months as well. But um, well, Rob, thank you very much. I think uh, we look forward to DAC 2020. I look forward to seeing you there. So, we heard from the overall Program Vice Chair for DAC 2020, Harry Foster, plus Track Chairs for Design, IP and Embedded, Renu Mera and Rob Oshana. In addition to the key highlights they noted, I'm also interested in some of the other topics, such as the keynotes from TSMC uh, talking about advances in semiconductor technology, and from Stanford University, who will talk about new paradigms for 6G wireless communications. Well, that's all for this episode. That was Embedded Edge with Nitin, and I'm Nitin Dahad. <music>